We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind Rockney items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit AugiesLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. AugiesLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. What's up, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer, BlueAndGold.com with our resident football coach, Tim Hyde. National Signing Day 2.0 and there's been... What, was it 14 new commitments for Notre Dame? No, I am joking. Very quiet National Signing Day 2.0. I keep checking my phone just to be like, we sure we sure there's no new commitments or signings today? Because there's always, seems to be something on National Signing Day, but um, uh, no additional um, signings today. Notre Dame signed 21 players in December, added a couple grad transfers um, in January, Notre Dame formally announced both of those guys today with those neat little videos, but otherwise uh, pretty quiet here. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk Notre Dame recruiting. We're going to talk coaching news. Probably going to talk some Jim Harbaugh. Um, we'll take questions, drop super chats. We're just going to have um, some fun here. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up on this video. Help support what we're doing here at blueandgold.com, the best damn YouTube channel out there covering Notre Dame athletics. Subscribe to our channel if you are not yet, and uh, go to blueandgold.com. Your home for all things Notre Dame football. Do have to mention real quick, guys, this Founders Club hat deal, $1, this is this is the last day. So you get a dollar for your first year of premium access. If you're listening back via podcast on Thursday, I'm sorry, you're too late. We'll still have a good deal for you, but not this one. You sign up um, by midnight on Wednesday, February second. You'll get a free hat. Ten percent of your lifetime subscription will go to uh, or towards the Loose Emoji Memorial Scholarship. Um, and yeah, you get free hat, dollar for a year. Pretty sweet deal. Yeah, Tim, what do you think about the message boards, man? Do you like him talking ball with some folks? Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's fun. It's it's fun. Lively debates. And um, no, it's it's been really good. It's it's a blast talking Notre Dame football because every day is an adventure. It feels like, especially since uh, Brian Kelly said Sayonara and Marcus Freeman's come aboard. So yeah. every day has been a blast. Yeah, we already got a comment here from Josh. He looks that he looks like Ian Book. Does he not? You see it? I don't know. I see what you're saying. Josh kind of <laughs> look like Ian, Ian Book, Book there, buddy. Um, but yeah. So do you want to start right before we? Uh, we're doing our vocal exercises, Tim, and uh, preparing um, and doing our meditations for this show. I am 100% joking. Jim Harbaugh sticking at Michigan when uh, there were reports that he was going to head to the Vikings. Um, I even read that Harbaugh had said his goodbyes at Michigan. Um, he's coming back, signing a long-term deal. Really interesting. Um Thoughts on, I mean, is there a, like a Notre Dame impact of this news, Tim? I mean, I guess, sure. I mean, the Irish aren't playing Michigan in a while, so it would just be from a recruiting standpoint. Yep. Um, so I think if he signs a long-term deal, that might help the Wolverines with someone like Dante Moore, the 2023 quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, recruiting. I mean, I mean, they go head-to-head with so many guys, so it's it's definitely going to have an impact. And, uh, yeah, I just I just saw the news just 10 minutes ago. I think everyone out there assumed he was going to be going and wanting to get back in the NFL and do something his brother did, which is win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, but it doesn't sound like he's going to do it. So I've not read the news. So you're saying he signed a long term deal. So I think it's looking like it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. You know, he'll probably sit there and retire and go from there. But yeah, when it comes to recruiting, because Notre Dame's had some great success lately in Michigan. So, and I know uh, Coach Freeman and staff have been especially trying to get into those. Detroit areas and uh, the biggie is Dante Moore and um, that's going to be a battle till the end to get that young man all right we got a a question already here um, about Notre Dame's um, new hire of of Gerard Parker Um, interested to you know 
hear what you think about him, Tim. I don't know if this is someone you've, you know, done a whole lot of research on before today. Um, You know, a little bit out of the blue in a, in the sense that's like not a household name. Um, but you look at his um, resume, th- this 2017 Cincinnati stint was really short. And then he went to, uh, to be a football operations assistant at Duke that same year, Purdue interim head coach receivers coach. Who was he with? Marcus. Marcus Raymond. And, and coach Mason. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, when I saw the news, that was the first thing I did. I instantly went to Google and looked up uh, Purdue and Toledo to see if he was a long time. Obviously, back then, I saw the Purdue connection. You know, you know, people could say what they are. There's always names that thrown out there, hot tight end names. Go get this guy. Go get that guy. It's Coach Freeman's first season, and I am of the fan, the believer, the philosophy of it all of, Go out and get guys you know, guys you've worked with, guys that you have trust in to sell your vision, your philosophy, all of those good things, the culture that Marcus Freeman is going going to do. It's his program. So he wants his guys. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, great, because I am a I've said this a ton over the last couple of weeks. The more people that Marcus Freeman bring in that are more associated with him. I feel is the better for Notre Dame because he is trying to transition and change quite a few things there. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a solid hire. I mean, I'm going to be honest. He it, it's like it feels a tad bit like McNulty in that McNult like when Notre Dame hired McNulty, mm-hmm. you know, now offense coordinator at Boston College. You know, I I felt like McNulty was not going to be there for a long time at Notre Dame. You look at his track records, like, man, he bounces around every couple years. He's at a new stop. Um, and it felt like McNulty was a little overqualified. The big difference between these two guys is that McNulty's been coaching, you know, twice as long. Yeah. Um, but coordinator experience, neither have really coached tight ends a ton. It was just kind of like, a, this is the opening, and, and there you go. Um, the last time um, Parker has coached tight ends – uh, 2014. Um, I don't even know if McNulty coached tight ends at all until until um, you know he came to Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. So, I, I I think it's a you know someone who's comfortable, a, a veteran coach. Um, you know he's been um you know position coach at the Division One level since UT Martin 2008 running backs coach. I mean, he's been around. I was in middle school that time, Tim. <laughs> well, it, well, he's also a you know co-offensive coordinator in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So it's not like he's offensive coordinator yeah. last year. I think he. My read on it. Gotcha. Let me pull this back up. You yeah, know, like I said, I haven't done much research. I did yeah. go on YouTube, watch a couple of his videos and whatnot. Animated football coach, very engaging. Yeah, he's he he looks like a, Mar- a Marcus Freeman personality guy, a guy that's yeah. really outgoing, having a lot of fun with his players, and demanding quite a bit out there on the football field. Yeah, so he, he was the offensive coordinator the past couple seasons at West Virginia, and then I think they, it was Graham Harrell, who's what Texas Tech quarterback USC. He's mm-hmm. the new offensive coordinator, so he's going to be the play caller. Uh, so they demoted Parker to co-OC, non-play caller, receivers coach. So I think he kind of saw writing on the wall a little bit. Maybe he's a little po'd that he's not the um, play caller there anymore, and mm-hmm. saw an opportunity to, to coach with somebody and maybe you know, be a, a key part of the game planning there um, at Notre That's Dame. Right. You know, McNulty, that, I mean, I, I, we've talked about this a lot. McNulty yeah. was kind of a, um, I don't know, like a key piece to the Notre Dame offense. Someone who Reese really trusts. I think Parker can, he can be that. I mean, he's got coordinator experience, seems to be a bright mind, Someone who uh, Reese is not going to be intimidated by, maybe. I think if, if they brought in like a Brewster or some big name um, guy, you know, maybe that's not exactly what Tommy Reese wants. You know, maybe he wants a little bit more control for the first time with Brian Kelly out. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, you know, I mean, all, you know, all good points, but it's also, I think, that comfort thing. And coaches, you're, you know, you're going to want to coach with guys that you know. And I think that's uh, with McNulty. McNulty was Reese's guy. I mean, obviously going back to the Chargers, how do they have Coach Stuckey, the wide receiver coach? Because McNulty coached him. Going back to that whole connection we talked about when we did a video about Stuckey, that whole, you know, pipeline from uh, Ken Wisenhunt to McNulty into Reese, on and on, and then boom, 
He's now at Notre Dame. And I think they did the same thing here with tight end. McNulty just leaves a couple days later. Freeman's like, hey, I've coached with this guy. I know this guy. Let me give him a call, see what he wants to do. And there you go. I mean, they're getting a football coach out of the Big 12. So I think it's good. It's a comfort thing. Um, more importantly, you know, we're talking about tight end. Notre Dame's tight end you. As long as he likes going out on the road, recruiting, having some fun, he's going to, you know, teach those guys how to catch the ball. And Harry Heastan is going to teach him how to down block. So he doesn't have to do a whole heck of a lot of that. So that's the good thing, I think, moving forward. But um, it's a comfort thing. And like I said, I'm just, you know, I'm going to pound this point home. He's bringing in guys that he wants to be around. And that's so important for a first-time head football coach. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that's the really important kind of thing to note is first-time football coach bring in people mm-hmm. you're comfortable with. Brian Kelly got ripped a lot when he just brought in Brian Kelly guys. It was like, oh, it wasn't a positive then by a lot of Notre Dame fans. But now Marcus Freeman still, it's, even though they lost against Oklahoma State, still pretty much in honeymoon phase. I would but say. But there's very, you know, that's, you know, you know, going back to the message board where we're chatting up, you know, every time someone gets hired, there's 3,000, you know, comments about it and we have fun chit chatting and all that stuff. But it very, you know, what Brian Kelly did in his 2.0 reboot in 2017, bringing in some outsiders, that doesn't happen often. Coaches are going to go out and get guys that they know. Once again, going back to Stucky, Reese doesn't know him, but McNulty does. He interview him. I've got one there. I've got thoughts about that. I want to interject. Sure. I think McNulty was the type. What was McNulty? Was he a receivers coach? He was a receiver coach. He was a receivers coach. I think he had Mm -hmm. Stucky for one year as a player. Yes. That relationship can't be anywhere near the same as being on the same staff and working together for a couple years. I mean, a player 10 years ago. And it's not like McNulty is is Reese or Freeman. I mean, McNulty's not the one making that hire. Maybe that got the foot into the door. Definitely the foot in the door. I think it got the foot in the door. But to say that all of Freeman's hire, and I'm not saying you're saying this, Tim, but Mm -hmm. to say that all of um, Freeman's hires have been guys that he's worked with, I mean, he stands – I guess we can grandfather him in because he knows Notre Dame and that was an easy kind of fit in. But Stucky, I wouldn't say he had really strong relationships with anyone. So I think that's a that's a good outside hire from his you know little coaching tree, uh, for the lack of a better term. Exactly. And some, you know, going back off of your point is coaches have a Rolodex of, of people they know in the business and young coaches coming up. And I think, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that was probably some of the case. Like, hey, this guy's coaching. You know, here's his little resume. You got the Dabo thing. You called Dabo. You called Coach Elliott, who's now at Virginia. Yep. And you start hearing all the stories about him. And I think that's a that's a heck of a hire. And I think you know, Coach Freeman wanted – that's going back to the wide receiver room. Who did they want in there? An energetic guy to basically go in there and just clean the walls, repaint the walls, and let's start fresh. Yep. And I think that's what they brought Stucky in for was his energy. And reading your uh, articles about – you know, the, you know, the previous weekend and him being on the road and things like that on, on your recruiting takes is you're hearing a lot of positive news about him on the road, which is awesome. Honeymoon phase again, you know, like honeymoon phase, honeymoon phase. But when you hear coaches talking about that have met both coaches and it's not to pick, you know, bad and good, you know, about the, you know, you do read my reports then. Yeah. Look, look, I, my coach Alexander, you hear those, those takes, I think that goes a long way, and that goes back to the Dabo factor yeah. of uh, with Coach Ducky. I keep wanting to move on, Tim, but you keep sucking me back in with these good points. <laughs> um, I'm very much of the belief that when you replace a new coach, a lot of times you bring in the opposite. Like mm-hmm. Kelly to Freeman, the opposite. Like Dale Alexander to Chancey Stuckey, opposites. You know, age, um, energy. You mentioned my report. I did uh, have an article at blueandgold.com. I think it was a Lucky Charms report that I had heard from a high school coach who had Alexander by his school many times and then had Stucky in it. I loved Al Alexander, like as a man and coach, like I really respected him. Just as a recruiter, just struggled. Um, just like you got to have a lot of swagger and um, charisma to recruit divas of receivers. And just yeah. don't think Dill um, had that. Okay. Uh, had Jason's um, comment up on the screen here. It says, almost 100 people watching, only 31 likes. I agree. Um, so let's get that thumbs up count. Um, continue to, to bump that up. 
Doc Yoda Mendoza says, don't know how to use the thumbs up and subscribe to get the free hat. I appreciate you mentioning this. The subscribe to the YouTube channel is totally different than the blue and gold, um, our, our website offer. Um, so I will show you guys our, our front page here, blueandgold.com. See this site move special deal. Uh, let me move Tim here so you guys can see this. Head to the site. It is a dollar for the first year. You click on that puppy. There you go. Name, card number, subscribe. Pretty easy. Um, read your terms. But if you sign up before, and again, I apologize if you're listening to be a podcast on Thursday. Um, but you'll still be able to get a really good deal, just not the Founders Club hat. And if you're inducted into the Founders Club, again, by signing up before midnight, 10% of your lifetime subscription at Blue and Gold goes towards the Loose Emoji Scholarship Fund. Man, do I wish Loose Emoji were here. Tim, I oh. love you, man, but I would much rather be doing this show with Loose Emoji, um, the goat of Notre Dame. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean I've mean, i mentioned a hundred times, I mean, I've been – I've been reading Lou's, Lou's uh, you know, words of wisdom since the 80s, you know, so a long, long time I've, uh, I've read his words and whatnot. I've even gone back and watched some of the videos that you guys have, that you guys did last year. So, um, no, no, he's, no, he's the best. He's, he's the best when it comes to Notre Dame. So yeah, absolutely. There's okay. no doubt about it. Got a super chat. Let's sound the alarm. Oh, I love it. Snowman. Let's just get right oh. into it. Right what are your thoughts it. on Marcus Freeman winning a national championship with Notre Dame? Yeah. Hyde. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, cheers. Shout out to uh, Bolton Landing Brewing Company. Brendan, if you are watching this, um, Thank you. this is not your beer in here for me. This is your cup. It is for me. Beer. What are you drinking, Tim? I'm telling you, this is unbelievable. This New England IPA. Outstanding. Very good. Outstanding. I'm out. I'm out, Brendan. So if you're watching this or listening to this, you have my address. Would not mind. All right, let's take this question. I want to talk. You a go. Bit, I want to talk a little recruiting. So, Tim, pull out the crystal ball. What's oh. your forecast? <laughs> uh, day by day, week by week. Uh, what's the schedule look like? Who's injured in week eight of twenty twenty five? Yeah. No. Uh, is he going to win a national championship? Yeah. It's, you know, I've I've said it three thousand times. It's all about you know who's your quarterback. And what do you look like up front on the defensive line? And and when I say that, I'm, comp I'm because if you want to win a national championship, you're going to have to beat an SEC football team, either in the semis or in the championship game. So that's what your team better look like. That's how your team better play. You have to beat an SEC football team somewhere along the line to win a national championship. So is he going to do it? I'll tell you what, I, uh, you know, I, I, we were talking earlier. I, I firmly believe that this roster is going to get turned upside down in the next 12 months. Tell us Winter why. Conditioning now, what are you thinking? Spring. You got to have another season. So there's going to be some dudes that don't play next year and they're going to be gone. And I just, I, I really think he's going to, he's going to have a huge class. I hope he goes out and signs 35 guys and count half of them towards this year because they only signed 21. So I just really think there's going to be a big purging because I think Marcus Freeman go back to the first time we ever talked about him is he's a Buckeye. He's played for national championships. He knows what it's like to be on a field playing for a national championship. And he's got to go find those football players to be at that level. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look at like who he worked under for a while, Luke Fickle. I hear Luke Fickle was a bulldog. Like mm -hmm. he don't take no shit. Excuse my French. So does Notre Dame kind of take some Luke Fickle um, mentality? Like if you're like a little bit more cutthroat, maybe? I don't know. Like is that good? Bad? Brian Kelly wasn't like that. Um, Go get players. He's got to get players. Yeah. He's going to get players and, you know, the defensive guys he signed, you know, we'll talk about them. You know, Notre Dame hasn't had a linebacker class like this in ages. You know, they got, you know, a couple corners. I feel that are outstanding football players. You know, they got a top 100 defensive lineman as, as the great loose emoji always says, that's the white whale. 
how often in the history of Notre Dame have, you know, since Lou Holtz left, have they signed top 100 defensive linemen? There's a couple of them. That's it. And Tyson Ford's one of them. So they got to go out and get more of them. And when I say purge, clean, he's going to do it because I really think there's some guys on this roster that aren't going to play a lot of football this year. And they're going to, you're going to see the transfer porthole and, and that's what it's used for. I mean, all the SEC teams have been doing it for a decade before we had the transfer portal, meaning oversigning. They would oversign, cut players, not renew scholarships. Now it's just, oh, you go to the transfer portal. You know, they've just cleaned it up. It looks yeah. nicer. The one-time transfer rules really changed the game, I feel like. I just feel like a lot of guys are going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm entering the portal after my freshman year, and then, uh, oh, I can't do it again. i got to sit out of here if I transfer again, so – we but they, I mean, look at the couple guys that, that have already done it with Notre Dame. I think they're on the campus like, I can't play here. Or or the demands changed a little bit since Freeman's taken over. You know, practice a little bit different under Brian Kelly than Freeman. Did some guys see the writing on the wall? You know, those types of things, especially at the DB position. They brought back some fifth-year guys, you know, out of the 11 uh, transfer portal guys for Notre Dame. You know, half of them are DBs. And I think those are guys who probably just figured I'm not going to get on the field here, so I got to go. Yeah, Kari G, JoJo Johnson. That was a six-man defense back class in 2021, and it's already down to four. Um, the HH show, which I just want to say that's the Harry Heastan show, oh, just 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 go. for you, Tim. He says, what's oh, with the ties? Uh, great C145 says, uh, suits are coming back. They probably have basketball shorts on because we can't see. I absolutely have basketball shorts on. I think my tie might just clear my nipple too. Cause this is all you can see. You know, you don't, I mean, it, it I, my, my, my ties tie, uh, my, you know, I'm a huge Mad Men fan for shows, so I don't mind wearing uh, suit and ties anytime I can. So take advantage of it. I did not learn. This is a little tidbit about me. I did not learn how to tie a tie until I was like 22 years old. I just never really needed to wear one. And when I was trying to learn how to tie a tie, just all of the YouTube videos and articles I was reading just did not, no. just did not do it for me. I just, I just need to be taught things in a certain way. And, um, I found one video in it. It was like how to tie a tie for an effing loser or just like an effing idiot or something like that. And the guy is berating you and, you know, calling you all sorts of obscenities in this video. I tried to find it recently. I couldn't it probably got taken down. because how horrible it was. Uh, I know how to tie a tie. It spoke to me. No. But, but why do we wear ties? We do it. I mean, obviously if we're just chit chatting about a recruit, we'll, you know, wear a collar shirt, but ties are big events, meaning, you know, home games or not home games, but football games yeah. in general. And obviously tonight is, I love the national signing 2.0 show, which, you know, is the, is the second national signing day going to just get, is, are we just going to get rid of that? I think, I think they need to, I yeah. really do think they need to, they either need to get rid of December or get rid of February. I think they need to get rid of December, to be honest with you. I think yeah, that the coaching changes has completely switched up the game there. Um, I don't know. Like, it's yeah. – I mean, Today's just a day for interviews. Today's a day for interviews. Marcus Freeman was online doing interviews with uh, people all over uh, videos and shows and all that. So it's just turned into a day of uh, do some, just, you know, talking yeah, about your roster. For some schools, there was nothing like Notre Dame. You know, it was just interviews. But – during December National Signing Day, there was just a – I mean, Mark Schumer did a lot of interviews that day as well. But yeah, the the thing that I remember hearing when they implemented this second signing day, I should say early signing day, um, a few years ago was the coaches don't have to babysit in December and January now. If that's the main reason, that's a load of crap. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the side effects of this early signing day with – how much coaches are getting fired earlier in the season to, to salvage recruiting classes and get a coach in there sooner and uh, coaches leaving right before signing day in December. You know, the timeline just doesn't make sense. Like coaches should get let go weeks before signing day after the season. I just, I just don't like the way it is right now. Any thoughts on that, Tim, before we move into this class? 
Yeah, real quick. Well, the, the season ends so late now. I mean, the season for yeah, but if some, it ends in January eighth for two teams, at least you still got a month before signing oh, day. Uh, well, I'm talking December though. So if a coach is coaching, you know, it to December first and he gets fired, the next coach has like ten days before the next signing day. That's what I kind of mean. Oh, it's right yeah. after the season. So like Brian Kelly left early, and you got boom, only a couple of weeks. You know, Notre Dame's a different animal because they had so many guys locked up. But yeah. some of the, some of those schools are still recruiting low numbers, and uh, no, it's 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 wild. It's a wild, wild west out there, just trying to get guys, and then guys sign so early, all of a sudden they leave. Uh, but I mean, Kari G, we talked about this. He signed without ever visiting Notre Dame. Yeah, that's that that that's crazy to think about. A kid signs Division One scholarship has never been on campus. But, Part of that was the you know the COVID year. COVID, sure, sure. Yeah, but um. All right, let's move on. We uh, move on to recruiting 2022 class. We did an article at blueandgold.com titled uh, Cover 3. It's where a, a cute little name for us to, to uh, have three staff members write their takes on whatever topic. And this one was, what letter grade do you give Notre Dame's 2022 class? Um, Tim, you gave it a B. Tell us why. What was your thinking there? Yeah, sweet, cuddly little grade in the middle, I guess. Give him a nice B. Uh, well, you can't, well, you can't go A. Even I mean, it, and it's hard because this is the sixth-ranked class. This is what the, what the second-highest-ranked class in 10 years at Notre Dame. So Notre Dame has not been up here so long, so you're thinking it's an A. It's an A at certain positions. Offensive linemen, outstanding. Linebackers, like we were talking earlier, Coach Freeman comes in sees the linebacker room instantly has to upgrade, goes out and gets four dudes. Uh, got a you know a heck of a defensive end in uh, Tyson Ford. You know, Gobira was one of those late bloomers that they got on early in his film at the uh, All-American game. He, his takeoff's outstanding. So, you know, good good class. I, I gave it a B. I, I gave it a B because of the misses. And I talked about that in, you know, my little blurb I did there in the article was the misses. I thought the misses, this class could have been one of the premier classes Notre Dame's had in 25 years. And they missed out on a few guys. And obviously we've talked about the wide receivers leaving, but then when you start looking at it, you know, for as good as the tight end is well, two great tight ends, the depth, you know, they defensive line, they only signed three D linemen, which, you know, is puzzling because they only got a couple last year. And most of those guys, the last couple years have been, you know, tweeners, projects. That's Coach Elson's favorite thing is to go get the 800th ranked guy and coach him for four years. Well, you know, what's the depth chart going to look like now in 2023 when Foskey and all these guys leave? It's going to look really light. And I started looking at that, and that's kind of why I hit it a B. And quarterback, I'm not, you know, quarterback, I'm a – You hey, watch your I've damn been, mouth. Hey, I've been following Notre Dame a long time and, you know, I followed, you know, I'm waiting for Notre Dame to get back to when they had Meyer, Paulus, you know, Jarius Jackson, you know, to throw out a name. Obviously, Jimmy Clausen was the number one player in the country. It's been a while. It, it, it's been a while since Notre Dame's had that elite, elite level at quarterback. So, that, you know, that was my reason. Some outstanding football players. And, you know, if you got to be on a math test, you'd be happy. So there you go. <laughs> I guess it depends. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a joke of a comment, Tim, but yeah. it depends who you are. If you're Syracuse and you have the number six class in the country, you're jumping for joy. If you're Notre Dame, you get a B and that speaks to what Notre Dame has been these past few years. So this is the on three, what I've been kind of playing here for our YouTube audience on three profiles. This is my probably favorite thing among many really, but the industry comparison page. So you can see his consensus ranking, which uh, equally weighs all four of the major recruiting websites, um, puts it through an algorithm and spits it out a national ranking and comparatively to what uh, can against the other players in the country in this 2022 class. You see uh, on three has him ranked number 90. This is Eli Raritan, uh tight end signee from Iowa uh, on three has him ranked as the number 91 player in the country. 24-7 up to 56, rivals down to 195 and ESPN. Um, they 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 struggle. They 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 do. But this is the band yeah, well, I just I don't understand the Steve Angeli slander. Tim, he was a four-star, I think, by all the sites. 
Um, and then he goes to future 50 wins the accuracy challenge there. I thought did really well in the seven on seven. He goes to under armor all America game, had a fine performance there in the week of practices in the game. It's like, should he not be going to this thing? He just keeps getting dropped. Freaking rivals dropping from a high three star to a mid three star. I mean, that's ridiculous. He's not even, he's not even nationally ranked at his own position. Are you freaking no. kidding me? An Under Armour All-American with offers from Ohio State, Michigan, LSU, Oregon, Penn State, Notre Dame, offer list, won a state title. I think he was 17-1 and as a starter. He's not – like I, I had someone ask me. People know I love Steve Angeli. I had someone ask me on the message board recently, would you rank him inside the top 150? You know what I said, Tim? I said, I'd have him as a five-star. No, I did not say that. I said, no, I would not have him in the top 150 nationally. But I would have him as a four-star, and I would have him somewhere in like the around 250 nationally. I just think he he's he's got all the tools to me, and he's got a, an it factor. He's got some shit to him. And I think, he's just, I think he's just got it. And I wrote this in my Cover 3 article which I really recommend folks checking this out. Use that dollar deal at blueandgold.com. Read all of our content. Get on the message board. I wrote that I don't know if it's going to be at Notre Dame or somewhere else if Steve doesn't get a shot at Notre Dame, but I think he's going to be a, a good he's going to be a good football player. That that's that's my Steve Angeli rant. This, this seeing this on the screen right here this pisses me off. This pisses me I off. will say, I mean his hey, I will say his film. He does throw some nice balls. He's, he's, he's a good, he's a good, he's a good athlete. I mean, I like him better than Drew Pine when you compare their high school film. I think he's just a taller Drew Pine. Is he, you know, you know, I don't think this goes into the, into the rankings at all, but maybe for Notre Dame followers and fans out there, is he, uh, you know, is, is he Jack Cone 2.0? That's, you know, when I see film on him, is, is he a good runner? And I don't know if that goes into the rankings because his offense was a pro style, some wing T. He Very. does a lot of a lot of bootlegs. He only throw 14 times a game, so he's not gunslinging it out there. He's not in shotgun and things of that nature. They're going to ground and pound you and play an outstanding play-action quarterback on his film. His fakes, he's very well coached. Has some great, you know, touch to the ball. You know, he – he looks like a solid quarterback. He, when I say solid as in he's going to make some plays, he's going to do some good things, but what's he going to be on the big stage against elite players? Is he a Notre, you know, I don't know. I mean, this goes back to me. I've been following Notre Dame a long time. Where does he, where does he stand in all these Notre Dame quarterbacks? I've seen play since the eighties. Where does he land in there? And I don't know if he plays on a lot of these teams over the years. I don't compared to a lot of the quarterbacks. So I, so here, here's is, the thing. Is, is he at Notre Dame now because because there just isn't – I mean, Notre Dame is not – Notre Dame has not recruited elite quarterbacks since Jimmy Clausen. I mean, they had Gunnar Keel, who was a five-star, and Brian Kelly Buckner uh, Brian was Kelly Buckner and Jerkovic? Jer, man, don't get me started on Jerkovic, man. Boy, but, I mean, if you're talking about elite quarterbacks when they, were, good when they were recruits – Oh, no. I mean, Buckner's good. Yeah, Buckner's yeah, it was good. Uh, it stinks he didn't have a senior year because he probably would have blown up. Buckner's, I think, ranking is off of his, you know, he played at such a bad, bad, small level in San Diego. Um, Jerkovic was outstanding. I I think that's one Notre Dame fans are going to be kicking around forever about how how is he not the Notre Dame quarterback. But, yeah, I think, I think that's a YouTube. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking a heck of a lot about that come November. Yeah, I, I just – I just don't get the con the consistent drops. That's just what I don't get. Um, he's not as good as he's he is. I, I'm, I'll be brutally honest. He, I mean, Phil Jerkovic is a much better quarterback than Steve Angeli, uh, uh, big time. I mean, I was a big Phil Jerkovic fan. I think he's a heck of a quarterback. I, something happened. Something happened in the, in the in that quarterback room in that drinking water in South Bend that just turned that he wasn't, top one. He wasn't playing. Player. He was. Ian Book was going to be the guy. He wasn't he transferred. I know that. Well, that's started. going back to the Brian, the Brian Kelly thing. Brian Kelly liked playing Ian Book and Tommy Reese. You know, that's those are his two quarterbacks that he's going to be remembered for at Notre yeah. Dame. 
I so. will say this film we are watching, this is his junior year. This ain't even a senior year film. He never put out uh, like a full highlight film of senior year. Cause there's a pass of Jaden Bellamy, another guy I'm, I'm bullish on. Um, but yeah, he never even so he's got figured, he does have some senior film online. I've watched his he senior does film. just not like a, a six minute yeah. seven minute highlight tape. I just didn't want to be. He, he's a pop. good football player. I don't think he's like ranked in the mid thirties like some of the services have him or four. Where would you where, where like would you that. have him? Top twenty five. You know, maybe top. I mean, I've gone over some of the quarterbacks. There, I mean, there's some guys in the top twenty that are really good. And um, I don't know if he's up there with some of those guys, you know, 18 to 22. You know, I was actually doing that today. You know, when I saw your post about him and his ranking, I went and checked it out and started spot shadowing a lot of those quarterbacks between 18 and 30. And it's like, he's just as good as a ton of those guys. You know, he's not a top 10 guy. He's not a top, you know, upper guy. I mean, there's some, there's some really good quarterbacks in here. I think Um, it could really help Steve if he, gets a little late growth spurt here. You know, you've heard me talk about his dad is, mm-hmm. you know, six, yeah. four, six, five, six, six. I, I don't know. I've met, I, I've met his dad, Giannis a few times. I'm, I'm about six, three, actually me and Steve are about the same height. And gotcha. Giannis tires over me. Um, he so, looks tall. He looks tall. Lean, he does. Athletic. He's got a great release. There's not a lot of bad to his game other than, you know, What's going to be the arm? Truck or trailer? Is it is like, it kind of a is it a truck or trailer argument? I did not mean to turn this yeah. show into a Steve Angeli discussion, but you know I'm very passionate about a couple players in this world, oh, Steve Angeli. But he might be a trailer, you know, maybe a. But can you win? But this is going back to the grade I gave as a B and talking about things. Can how is Notre Dame going to win a national championship when they have a trailer at quarterback? You 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 can't do that. You you can't do you, you can't do that. The problem is that how many trucks each year are there? Okay, in a class, okay. how many how many how many trucks are in a class? What two, three, four? Oh, there's more trucks than that. I think I'm talking I mean, national. You, look, we're we're past the point of winning. Are you talking quarterback? Oh, there's Tim. There's Tim, but we're past the point of eleven win truck. We're talking national championship truck. We're talking. Yes. Tua, Bryce Young, I guess Bryce Young has won one yet. Stetson Bennett, you know, is a little bit more of an exception because he had a crazy elite talent all around him. Um, so if Notre Dame's quarterback is not going to have that crazy elite talent, the quarterback's got to be the crazy elite talent. But the problem is all those top quarterbacks, Oklahoma's going after that same guy. So is Alabama. So is USC. Oh. Oh. You know, it's 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 not like it's an easy thing for – you know, Notre Dame just to go pick Why? those guys off the street. But I will say, Tim, I'll let you talk. Oh, yeah. I get you. Caleb Williams, a profile school in Gonzaga. Um, mm-hmm. Is that is it Gonzaga in Maryland or D.C.? In, in that uh, DC DMV area. The Catholic schools. Yep. Notre Dame didn't recruit him. They just didn't recruit him. So that's, that's part of the problem. All right. Is our viewership up right now or are people being like, Mike's an idiot, we're out? Um, so, but this is – but your point – and this is my point is you're talking about, Oh, you know, you know, there's only so many out there. You're Notre Dame. How is Notre Dame not in the room with these quarterbacks? How did Notre Dame go and offer the quarterback who signed with, I think it's the Alabama guy, correct? Where they offered him so late. And then he just, or is it the Clemson is one of those two. Ty, they signed, or excuse me, they offered extremely late. Ty Simpson, Alabama. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. That guy, how how did how did they not offer that guy until six months after Angeli? Did they did the the film get lost? I mean, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but can you compare the film? Uh, come on, uh, how about the guy who's going to West Lafayette, who's in your home state? Watch his film. There are guys. About, that uh, knew, oh yeah, Brady Allen. Brady Allen, yeah, Gibson Southern in yeah. your state. That's the one I think Notre Dame's going to kick themselves because especially around October-ish when they started going after Walker Howard, the five-star LSU commit, and they were like, all right, let's take two quarterbacks. Maybe we're going to take two. We're not going to take two. And then they didn't go after Brady Allen. I I think Brady Allen had a lot of Notre Dame gear. Like I think he was a group of Notre Dame fan. And um, But but you know what? But this is Brian Kelly. Now it's Marcus Freeman's turn. And that's going back to these quarterbacks that I've grown up watching that were elite, all of them top 100s back in the heyday. 
why, you know, it must be a Brian Kelly thing because he, they did not get after these guys. I mean, Ian Book, who's a three-star who decommitted from Washington State, for crying out loud, took him to the playoffs for two years. You know, you know, you know the only five-star he signed was Gunnar Keel, who had a great, uh, great year one year at Cincinnati, but, you know, he just never went after these guys. And the, especially in this class, which is, you know, you know about more than anyone, Notre Dame just had the offer to the Rutgers guy and Angeli for, for months, months. So they didn't actively go after the Clemson guy, the Alabama guy, the kid going to Purdue. So many of these guys, you're saying like Caleb Williams is at a Catholic school, Bryce Young at the premier Catholic school in America, and they don't go knock on his door. Why is that? Not talk about Mother Day. I think that's a sore subject for Notre Dame fans. Oh, it, right it, it is, but 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 I'm saying the Catholic schools in general. Heck, yeah. the uh, the the kid going to Arizona from Servite High School in Anaheim, California, is ranked ahead of Angeli. You watch his film; that kid is an unbelievable athletic uh, quarterback. So it, it's an interesting thing because Notre Dame would would never shy away from walking into the doors with the the premier quarterbacks. Nowadays, they're 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 going after Drew Pine, Brendan Clark. I mean, Brendan Clark would never get recruited 15 years ago, and he signed at Notre Dame. So there's something. It's you know, I'm I'm not trying to be too negative, but but the quarterback, your your truck and trailer analogy, Mike, is the best thing to talk about, and it starts with the quarterback position. Listen, Tim, you're being fair and honest, and I appreciate that. Do I have a little bit of Angeli bias? Maybe. Maybe I do. And that's but. hey, and, Je- and Jelly does have some tools. So if they are going to take a Steve and Jelly, you got to go out and go load up with some amazing skill guys to take advantage of him. And he's the Stetson Bennett. Uh, who's the Coker or no, who was the quarterback in 2015 at Alabama who never played a snap until the one year and he takes him to the national title? I forget his name. Um, you know, even mm-hmm. Mac Jones, Mac Jones doesn't play, he's playing as much as you and I are in Tuscaloosa. And all of a sudden, he's in a national championship. Why? Because they had dudes on the perimeter, <laughs> Najee Harris, and an offensive line that looked like five Blake Fishers. Yeah. And uh, so, if you're going to recruit a Stephen Jelly or a Mac Jones and some of the and Stetson Bennett and some of these quarterbacks, go load up with dudes on the perimeters, and they better. I mean, I, I, ideally, you'd want trucks everywhere on the field. But sure. look, just going back to my point on Steve, I've seen him in person throw five or six times. Uh, going back to September 2020, I, I just have always liked him throwing. I think he's a great kid, and I just don't understand the ranking. Whether or not he's going to you know, be a national championship caliber player or whatever it is, I, I don't know. Probably not, but he's he's a damn good quarterback in my opinion. So, All right. You're what right. else do you want to talk about? I, with I, this? I do agree just for 12 seconds. I do agree with you. His ranking is extremely low. Um, there's a guy going to Kansas, I think, or something like that ranked ahead of him. I'm like, come on, people. Part so. part of me is like, we left Rivals for on three. Does like, is Rivals be like, screw you, singer, on the way out, we're dropping your boy? Like, is is that a thing, Rivals? If you're if you're paying attention, to this? I I don't know. But a mid three star. Well, his practice film was outstanding when he's at the Under Armour film. The guy he's throwing dimes all over the place in practice. Every time I've seen him, I've put this stuff yeah. on our YouTube channel. It's not like I'm making this up or like, no. I put incompletions in his Under Armour film too. When I put that on our YouTube channel, yep. I put incompletions in there just to be like, oh, it's Mike, you're just showing all of his completions. No, I'm not. How does this class stack up versus past Notre Dame classes? Now, we're going to pull up on the screen here mm-hmm. if I can somehow find it in me to move on um, from talking well, about Steve. Um, good. He's going to be available to the media, by the way, on Friday. I think that'll be fun. Um, all yeah, the early enrollees will we'll meet with the media. So the on three consensus team recruiting ranking goes back to 2007. So you look at top 10 classes for Notre Dame in this time, 2022. It's current class number six. We thought last year's class was really good. Number 11. I mean, just, I mean each site is going to um, have averages and do their rankings a little bit differently. It's like on Rivals, this was the top, I think it was the number nine class in the country, so it's 11 on three here. Um, 19 
on three consensus ranking for 2020. I think it was 23 according to Rob. So it, it's going to be a little bit give and take. So you have a, a number 17 of, players. Yeah. Yeah. 17 players. So on three does more of an average based on your recruiting ranking. Rivals was on a winky point system. I don't know what 24 seven and ESPN do. I never worked there. So I, I can't tell you. Uh, you had a number 10 class and 14. Now this was a great class. Number four overall. But who made up a lot of that 2016 4-8 team? You know, well, they, well, they didn't have Eddie Vanderdose, that's why. <laughs> yeah, he left co- that group. a couple of top 10 classes back-to-back in, in 2010 and 11 at number 9. And then 2008-2007, number 2 and number 4. Um, so there you go. Thoughts on kind of stacking up Is this class – how to remind you of a class where, wherever you want to go with this, Tim. Uh, it's, it's, it's a solid group. It's a solid group at the, those few spots. Um, you know, offensive, I mean, offensive line, linebacker, tight end, they, they got to be in the top three nationally at those three positions. Most definitely, you know, obviously it's not ranked higher. You only had one running back, you know, he's a heck of a running back, one wide receiver, one heck of a wide receiver, but you only had one. And, um, you know, the DBs, are, a lot of them are ranked lower. So that goes from there. Um, even though two of them, I think, can play right away, which I'm hoping they are, is Morrison and Mickey, two fantastic uh, football players out from, uh, you know, the west, the Western area. It's, it's a solid group. You know, when you look at great classes, you know, who's, the, who's, who's on the cover of Blue and Gold? That's what I'm, I'm dying to look at. Who is going to be that cover guy? If Do you know who it Jones, is? If it, if it, it's gonna be Stephen Jelly, if if it's but uh, oh, dude, we've already let me um. No, no, I don't, I don't know. Do you want to see know, it? I, oh, hey, do we have a is we have a premiere? You got the drum roll going? Uh, it's it's uh, it's been out. I mean, I so last year's cover was your picture, right? Uh, yeah, it was that Blake Fisher shot? Actually, yeah. I have it as a stand here on my for my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> is hey, uh, is big fish. So you guys can pre-order this in the caption of this video um, or just go to bluegoldonline.com. This, you're going to want to pre-order this in the next week because um, you get a really good deal on it. This is, I mean, incredible. I mean, this was 82 pages. We're going to 100 with um, all of the coaching news and whatnot. So 100 pages. Let me sneak this back in here. No, so people no, now wondering, a, this is not a virtual a, background. This is a fat head on my wall. See that? This is this is wall. This is a it's not a virtual background. I think right a back pe- here somewhere I have all my old blue and gold yearbooks. So and I and I have a ton of the recruiting ones, this you know, the the March ones, the February ones, excuse me. I I always save those. I love to look at those a couple of years after the fact. I was just flipping through the one with Phil Dracovic on the cover. There you go. A couple days ago, so curious right. to see who's on the cover. So, drum roll. So, you if think it's Angeli? You think I put Angeli on it? Angeli or Alt? Could it be Alt and Alt. Uh... <laughs> Alt on the 2022 recruiting cover? All right. I'm sorry, exactly. podcast audience, but look at that shot. Jalen, there you go. Guess who took that picture? Hey, it's a senior special. You know, you I, I always have the recruits do this little uh, podcast audience. I'm sorry. Yes. You got to watch this on YouTube. I always have the, the recruits do that little fighting Irish pose. And a lot of the times the kids are like, oh, that's corny. That's lame. And then I tell them to do it and they do it, you know, because I got a good relationship with a lot of these kids. And then I show them the picture and they're like, and that's fire. And the kids love it. So this oh, is seven bucks. Are you kidding me? Single issue. Um, This is at one. Uh, so seven freaking bucks. Are you kidding me? Come on. So. There you go. But I don't know how we got on that subject, Tim. But uh, it's, it's recruiting. We're having fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. Recru- it's recruiting. Enjoying it going I don't, from there. I but, just uh, don't remember how we got there. We were on the, um, the, the the different class rankings. Yeah, 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 exactly. The different class rankings, just looking at them. And this one, a solid group. But, I mean, your cover, your, I mean, your cover guy's a five-star there on on three. And he's an SEC linebacker. You know, no, you know that's going back, you know, the Freeman factor. I mean, he, he's not coming to South Bend without Marcus Freeman. And to pull him away from all the SEC schools is, is awesome. And I think those are the type – he's going back to the coaching staff. Those are some of the guys that, you know, Marcus Freeman is hiring. 
to go after these guys and say, you need to come to South Bend to help us win a national championship. You know, going back to all the, you know, the talking that he, you know, that Marcus Freeman's done for so long about the message of Notre Dame and Jalen Sneed did it. And now it's time to use Jalen Sneed and go out there and get some more. Yeah. Win for the Notre Dame basketball program, 68 to 64 over Miami. Um, did not realize we were taping during the basketball game. That's on the road. Well, a big win for the girls last night for the, the women's Huge team. Huge over NC State. Top three. Yeah, well, it top was NC three State, win. right? Yeah, top yeah, three. Yeah, top three team Huge. in the country. Huge. Yeah, so here's a look at Jalen Sneeds for YouTube audience, his industry comparison. On three has him ranked the highest at 26, five-star. The rest of the sites have ranked as a four-star. But when you put that sucker into the algorithm, comes out the number 32 player. And at the final ranking, all the top 32 players in the country per the on three consensus get ranked a five star. So if someone in the 23 class is a five star and then they um, reclassify to 2022 and they stay a five star there, <laughs> Sneed will end up being a four star. Not my favorite thing, kind of a weird quirk, but, um, but there you go. You know what? But Sneed, Sneed may be just undervalued because you go back to his summer, his 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 camp circuits, and you just, I mean, he's covering slot I was there receivers. for all of them, dude. He was incredible. He's covering slot receivers signing in Alabama and Georgia like it's 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 piece of cake. His his film, his you know, from the camp circuit was just was just lights out. And then you watch his junior, his senior highlight film. He's he's elite. This yeah. guy could run and hit. Uh, I mean, he's Jalen Smith, is what he is. He he has so many of the same qualities, instincts, speed, length, power, all those things. So he that dude could run and hit. All right, we had I, I had six topics written down for us that we we've gotten through like two and a half. That's yeah, um, good. So what about the coaching staff? What's that? I mean, team? well, you know what? We're talking so much recruiting. How about we? You know, t- you know go right into your field as far as the coaches that have been on the road the last couple of weeks, you know, the, the buzz, the excitement, you know, of them. Um, you know, we've talked about that a bunch on the message board as far as when was the last time Notre Dame's head football coach has not been home for a couple of weeks. He's out. He, he's, he's, he's everywhere. Marcus he was Freeman everywhere. Was I mean, everywhere. he was coast to coast covered all corners of the country. It was impressive. I mean, yes. I remember I reported this on the blue and gold message board. This was crazy. And I I, th- I don't remember if I tweeted this out as well. Um, oh, crap. What school was it in the DMV? Um, a Jason Moore School. DeMatha Catholic. DeMatha. Brian Kelly and what, 12 years at Notre Dame? Never visited there once. And they've had over 24 star prospects in Brian Kelly's tenure at Notre Dame. That's a, that's that's a good bit. That's... To a to a year, um, he never went there. Super strong profile school for Notre Dame. Never went there. Like, I don't know. That that's weird. Yeah. Marcus Freeman went there. You know, six weeks after he got the job. Um, all the top targets, long shots, locks, twenty twenty two signees that haven't enrolled yet. Twenty twenty three guys. He went to see all of them. It was impressive. He grinded and it sets the standard at the top. It sets the example for your assistants of how this is what we're going to do. You, I, I'm, I'm not going to be recruit. You better recruit just as hard as I do. You know, you can't slack off. Um, because if you're Brian Kelly, you're not recruiting hard, but you expect your staff to, and I'm an assistant coach and be like, dude, like you're not setting a good example. So, well, you, well I mean, you just hear the, you know, the quotes from the, these high school head coaches, you know, just, just talk about, you know, coach Freeman when he comes in, cause you like the, you know, the old, uh, you know, elbow rule where you're not allowed to talk to, you're not allowed to talk to the 2023 kids You're the bump, the, you know, the world famous bump. Stupidest and, rule. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I've been coaching forever and I've been around the, the old school bump rule. So it's, it's uh, not you set it up. old school. It's still the rule, but I just don't think it's anyone cares old. about it. No, no, but you set it up. Yeah, especially if you got multiple coaches coming one day, you better set up a couple bumps uh, anonymously. You know, you got a Division One prospect, but uh, yeah, I mean, he Marcus Freeman, the entire staff. You know, every, you know the articles that you wrote and kept track of who they visited, where they went is uh, 
it was relentless. I mean, they went everywhere, but like North Dakota, it seemed like. So they were just all over the place. The way they attacked Texas is, is, is pretty interesting. And then just real quick, going back to DeMatha Catholic is Max Preps uh, wrote an article a couple of years ago about the top, you know, high school leagues in the country. And, and they're all Notre Dame staples. You got the Cincinnati Catholic League. Notre Dame has, has gotten guys in there. The Tampa St. Pete Catholic Leagues and some of those premier schools where they're going after Keon Keeley and guys of that nature. Notre Dame's gone into there. The D.C., all those Catholics. You know, Cam Hart comes from there. Yep. You know, Good Council, you know, St. John's. Yep. Jack, and they're recruiting the big DN for 2023 right now um, out of that area going after. And obviously, me being a California guy, you got – the Sarah league, which is part of Los Angeles. And then you got the Trinity league, which is orange County. Notre Dame could just go to a couple of these spots and pluck a dozen guys each and every year. And that's going to come effort. And Notre Dame did send coaches to each and every one of those spots out there. So um, coach Freeman was outstanding, you know, the way he's recruiting and building towards 2023, going back to my point of purging the roster. And I, I want to be surprised if he signs 25, 30 kids this upcoming class. In your time as a high school head football coach in Southern California, the top coach, college coach who came to your high school to recruit, who is that? Well, I mean, I mean, I have a, I have a, I have a player at UCLA. So, you know, obviously Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly's a, a, a pretty big name. So, uh, not bad. Uh, when I was, you know, you know, coaching you know, junior college, you know, Urban Meyer, when, you know, when he, you know, when he would stop by was always a big thing. So, uh, I've been at a couple of schools. I, you know, Notre Dame assistants would always come by. So, um, you know, Elston would always be by the area. Um, obviously, Pol- you know, Polian's a big California recruiter, so he would always be in the area recruiting with his ties. Cool. All right. Pretty cool. Okay. I'm going to pull back up our, our topics list. You had something you wanted to discuss. It's, it's been a month since the Fiesta Bowl. The status of Marcus Freeman's mojo. Tell me what you're thinking in that. Where do you want to go with this? Tell, tell me about his mojo right now. What, what's on your mind? Yeah, you know, it, it, you know, it's interesting because you just want to sit back and you know, because he does, you know, he has a honeymoon, but he's played a game, so it's like, what is the mojo? What is, you know, what you know, what is Notre Dame Nation thinking out there, so to speak, about Coach Freeman? Is the Fiesta Bowl still stuck in their head? Like, oh. Him and Coach Reese, two young coaches, they made no adjustments, things of that nature. Is this going to be the future? I think the mojo, I think you hit it off in the head with all your recruiting articles. Of, they maintained the mojo, you know, and and kept it going for 2023. They lost a little bit, maybe a pinch when they, in the recruiting, they lost Walker, you know, Walker to Michigan and obviously C.J. Williams. But they had their reasonings, I think, you know, and you've talked about this you know, they were looking to leave anyway, you know, so, so to speak. And it's hard to pin so much of this class losses guys. They didn't get early. I'm talking even the running backs way back when in the spring, you know, that's not Marcus Freeman's fault. He wasn't on those guys. Some of the the key guys they get. So what is the mojo? I think it's unbelievable. I think his coaching staff's awesome. I really do. And I, and I use that word mojo because they've lost some coaches so do people think that's a negative towards Marcus Freeman? No, I mean, they, they, these guys have gone on to OC power five jobs. And I, I'm of the opinion of the guys they brought on me personally, when you read, you know, their backgrounds and whatnot, you know, nothing negative against the past coaches. They've won a lot of football games with Brian Kelly. I think there's been an unbelievable upgrade in some of the recruiting rooms at these positions. And uh, that's what I'm really excited to see what Coach Washington does. Obviously, Stucky at the receivers. You know, we haven't even talked about the resume on the running back coach they just they just hired. I mean, my gosh, what a story that that man has. Love it. Oh, Love it. I mean, right. seriously, I'm going to stop you, Tim. Go I'm going to stop oh. you because we're going to get back to this. We and then we're going to get back to this, and we got one more topic. Then we're going to get you guys out of here. But. As we are are recording this, we got three hours left of this uh, Founders Club hat deal. Ten um, percent of your lifetime subscription at bloomandgold.com uh, will go towards the Loose Emoji Memorial Scholarship Fund. Again, guys, here here's the sign up page. 
dollar for the first year, free Founders Club hat. The hat will ship sometime this summer once we get inventory. Um, so deal of the year, it's a dollar. You get all the premium access of, of recruiting and what's going on with Notre Dame football. Access to me, I'm on our message board a crazy amount of time. Um, I, I post on there much more than is probably healthy as a human being. So uh, blueandgold.com, link in the comments of this video. Punch in blueandgold.com in your web browser. Sign up, buck for the first year. Um, and again, before Thursday uh, at midnight here uh, in the next few hours, you sign up, get that free Founders Club hat and be inducted into that. Thousands of Notre Dame fans have already done it. We, we have been blessed by the launch so far. But going back to the coaching talk, it is it is a pretty darn good staff. I know we kind of kicked off by talking with it. I, I really like Delan McCullough. I think he's one of the best running backs coaches in the country. I'm, I really like Al Washington, as good as Mike Elson has been. I think he might bring something a little bit different to that room. Uh, Mike Elson recruited some big-time guys, but I think Washington – I, I don't know. I, I think he might mesh a little bit w better with Freeman and the guys. He stand. I will let you speak about him, Tim. That's your man crush. Um, and then the last coach uh, or tight ends coach, uh, Parker, we talked about a lot. Brian Mason seems like a really solid piece to recruit the state of Indiana. Obviously, he's going to recruit the specialists, um, but he's got a recruiting coordinator background. He's going to help out with all the positions, I feel like. Um, and then the last coach we're still waiting on is defensive coordinator. And that opening has been up since Freeman got the job, right? Yes. And then Elston, you know, was, is he going to be a candidate? Is he not? Well, Elston was not, did not get the job, obviously. The opening is still there. And it seems to be because Al Golden has been their guy all along. Cincinnati Bearcats, excuse me, Cincinnati Bengals, um, AFC champs. What is he, the linebackers coach there? He's been a, a head coach at Miami and various stops. He seems to be the guy. So continue your thoughts on this staff, Tim, and then what would you think about the Al Golden hire if it's him? Well, well let's just take a you know step back to the running back coach. Um, okay, yeah, Delaney McCullough. You know, I, I mean, when you just sit back and you read his resume, and, you know, nobody likes to lose coaches, you know. So when Coach Taylor leaves, you know, you know people maybe get worried and whatnot. But when you read his resume and his life story, the one position you want a guy to go into a room and have a, a life story like he has is running back. And he is going to be able to talk to talk with a lot of running backs in America, the high end running backs. And um, I mean, he was a thousand yard running back in college, bounce around the NFL. He knows what a degree means. He knows what. I mean, life means life skills, all these things. And, uh, you know, learning about his dad, who is his mentor, and he finds out down the road, that's my dad, you know, and, you know, obviously becoming really good friends with Tom Allen, who is, you know, a heck of a football coach at Indiana. He and is. then, you know, all you have to say is Andy Reid. Andy Reid went into college at USC and plucked him and named him associate head football coach. Andy Reid wanted him on his staff, and he's got a Super Bowl ring. So this guy's been around. Patrick Mahomes has played in a couple Super Bowls. I mean, you can go on and on and on. I think this is my favorite hire out of all of them is just outstanding. I mean, his over I mean, he stand. Well, I mean, he stand. You don't count because he's Harry He stand. You know, I mean, he's a, he's an assistant coach Hall of Famer for crying out loud. So you know, he stands on his own mantle over there, but. He's your yeah. Steve Angeli, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, but but real quick, uh, talk about recruiting, you got to give kudos to Jeff Quinn. I mean, the last two classes, Harry Heastian's coming in there and being like, let's go, fellas. You know, he's got some dudes. He's got some dudes to work with, thanks to Jeff Quinn. Or as much as message board fodder as that, as that coach had, he is, you know, he's, you know, he's loaded up the room for Harry. But uh, going back to the running back coach, He's, he's got an unbelievable resume, and I think he's going to go after some of the premier running backs, which Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame's only only signed a couple top 100 running backs in the Brian Kelly era. That's it. You know, or top 200. I think they're only 100 is, um, well, obviously, they had, well, they had Greg Bryant who didn't get out. But, uh, lately, it's Chris Tyree. And my thing is, is Chris Tyree a guy you're going to give the ball 25 times to? 
I think, I think Notre Dame needs to go find one of those running backs. And I think, I think the new football coach is going to go do that. Uh, I just love, I just love his resume and his story. And, you know, and at running back, you know, where you're talking about divas, you're talking about giving the ball to a guy to run off tackle for 25 times a game. If needed, you got to go find those guys. And I think he's going to do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, just, I'm, I'm really excited about the the staff. I really am. Cause it's, it's a lot of Marcus Freeman uh, philosophy in all in each and every one of these guys, which is teaching, teaching about life and, and selling that Notre Dame message. And he's got some dudes to do it. All right. Well, we're out of here, Tim fun show. We will have to do this again sometime soon. Tim, I just hear you don't ever have much to talk about with Notre Dame football. You're, you know, it never ends. It never ends. We, I mean, we got notes for days. We, we haven't even talked about the 2022 roster yet, barely. So, um, we but got it's going to get there time. Real quick. It's, it's going to get there. Uh, we'll, we'll get there soon. And just real quick, you mentioned Al Golden. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, fingers crossed. It's him just because of the experience factor. You look at his resume where he's been head coaching experience, um, NFL experience, uh, you know, is the writing on the wall. It's his to take. Obviously we won't know cause he's still coaching, but um, if they could get a coach with his resume, not only that, you go back and read some of the old loose emoji articles in the old blue and gold. His name is mentioned a lot, a lot in the recruiting circles when Notre Dame used to headbutt with him in, on the recruiting trail. If there's still no defensive coordinator chatter, like about who Notre Dame's closing in on in a week from now, or even a couple days, it's like, exactly. It's gotta be golden. Like what else are they waiting for? Um, so exactly. That's, that's, that's no, it's true. Interesting. So it's true. And uh, all right. Hey, he, he, even if they don't beat the Rams, he beat Patrick Mahomes. So be excited for that. Who you got in the Super Bowl? Well, I'm from, you know, born and raised in Los Angeles. You got to go for the Rams, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, seriously, you want Joe Burrow and LSU quarterback to win it? Come on. Come on. He's not that he played, not that he played for Brian Kelly, but do you want an LSU? Do you want an LSU quarterback to win a Super Bowl championship? So uh, it's, just it's think very about easy to root for Joe Burrow. Um, but I also put in a future really early in the season for the Rams to win the Super Bowl. So I wouldn't uh, mind that. Um, so, okay. all right. Well, that's that's going to do it. And, Tim, we also got to do a 2023 quarterback video before you come down oh. to Atlanta and whoop my ass because you've been calling for that for a while. So we will – Definitely quarterbacks. Definitely we'll, quarterbacks. Yeah, that's we'll going to be fun to break down some film. All right, podcast folk, video folk, appreciate you watching. Hit the thumbs up, like, subscribe, leave us a nice review on podcast, bloomandgold.com. you got three more hours if you're still, uh, if you're watching live with us here on Wednesday night. So appreciate you guys, and uh, we will catch you guys next time.